Traditionally, calibrating your television to optimize the color and other aspects of your TV requires sophisticated gear or professional assistance, but Apple TV promises to do it in about 30 seconds. That sounds amazing, but does it work? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to run through Apple's color balance process is our resident TV expert, Dave Katzmeyer. So Apple is supposed to be able to optimize your TV with this color balance feature. How does it work? So you basically take your iPhone and you hold it up to the TV screen and your Apple TV plays a few uh, color swatches, um, color uh, different shades of white and some red, green and blue. Your front facing camera on your iPhone measures that uh, color, transfers it to the Apple TV and the Apple TV adjusts its output to improve color balance. Ah, so just and taking a step back before we get too deep into this process. What exactly is color balance and why is it so important? So I think Apple was very careful in just using the phrase color balance as opposed to calibration or something more broad that implies a bigger change. Um, color balance in general means that you, it's, it's closer to the standard of production. So when Hollywood and, and everybody who pr produces movies and TV shows, uh, you know, create uh, the, the picture, uh, there's guys, colorists who, who uh, try to attain a certain color standard. Standard. And the idea is to get your TV to get as close as possible to that standard so you can reproduce the director's intent. So the the hardware, I mean, you mentioned your iPhone, your Apple TV. Like, Is that all you need? Is there anything else? And is there a specific kind of level of Apple TV and iPhone that you need to be able to actually make this work? So uh, Apple just came out with a brand new Apple TV box. Uh, it's on pre-order as of you know last week, but you don't need the new one. You can use any Apple TV made since 2015, which is great. That includes the original uh, Apple TV and the Apple TV 4K on sale now. Uh, and then you do need a newer iPhone though. So any iPhone after the iPhone 10 or later, so anything with, with Face ID on it. So if you have an iPhone 10, you're fine. iPhone 8 or earlier, it won't work. Okay, all right, so you actually got a chance to try this out. Does it work, and, and especially with your very critical eyes, like does it make a difference? So yes, uh, I did it immediately, noticed the difference. I, 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 I you know, did the process the very first time, and then it comes up with a screen that's like looks like a beach, and you can flip back and forth to check the original versus the balanced version. And yeah, I, I noticed the difference immediately. Um, you know, on the original, it was a bluer sort of beach sand. On the on the balanced version, it looked a little bit redder. Apple chose that scene because it did show off uh, the difference in grayscale uh, to, you know, a large extent. And, you know, it's it's subtle, yes, but it's also, you know, it's pretty obvious, especially because you have that great screen to flip back and forth. Now, if you're just watching a show, it's going to be less obvious. And, and if you're maybe less attentive to color than someone like me, then yes, it'll be less obvious as well. Yeah, I mean, that's really the, the big question is for the average person, does any of this make a difference? Does this change the experience at all? Yeah, I, I don't think so. You know, on, on the whole, again, I think a lot of people are perfectly happy watching a, quote, unbalanced picture if they think it looks better to them uh, subjectively. So, you know, uh, by that logic, this feature does give you that other option to go in and, and, and you know, again, it takes about 30 seconds, like you said, Roger, 
if you like the look, if you if you think that beach scene looks better and if you're watching something afterwards and you go, you know what, this does look better. It's a good feature in that way. But it's very similar to the the picture modes that are already built into every TV. And in general, uh, prior to this, like how did you test for or how did you calibrate a TV? Like what is the actual process for you know, optimizing your TV. Cause I, I knew it's not simple. And so like, I don't know if you could run through it for folks who aren't necessarily TV experts, but like, how does that all work? So, so briefly when I get a TV into review and I, I calibrate pretty much every TV that I review, uh, you know, I'll measure all the default picture modes. So every television has, you know, standard movie, sports, gaming, what have you, I'll measure those. And I'll, I'll find the one that's that's the closest, which is generally a movie or a cinema mode closest to that standard I mentioned earlier. And uh, then I'll then I'll make adjustments to it. So every TV has settings uh, deep in the menu that you can change white balance. Uh, you can play around with with brightness. Pretty much every aspect of picture quality is adjustable. And I use test patterns, which are basically swatches of color on the screen and a really expensive uh, color meter. A spectra radiometer is the device that I use that is basically like a gigantic camera that aims at the color swatch and measures it, feeds it into a special piece of software that I then use to, you know, hone those adjustments. Um, the whole process takes me about a couple hours, you know, at least, uh, depending on how many picture modes there are and how far off the TV is. Again, Apple's, you know, thing doesn't do nearly as much in terms of, you know, honing every picture quality aspect, but, you know, it's a heck of a lot faster and it just works with an iPhone. So that's pretty cool. Right. And it's, uh, Going back to that that testing process, or that the process you use with the the Apple TV and your iPhone, uh, I don't know if you can run through the the different TVs and how they fared, and just sort of I don't know if you can compare that to like what that process would have looked like had you used your more traditional equipment. So, you know, as you can imagine, Apple's TV process uh, with the iPhone calibration wasn't as accurate as it would be if I would have, you know, spent that time with my meter and my test patterns, yada, yada. Um, But it was pretty good. So, you know, I started, I, I intentionally chose inaccurate and accurate picture modes on all three of the TVs that I tested. I tested a high-end, mid-range, and low-end TV. So long story short, the accurate picture modes uh, didn't change that much. You know, even with the one that changed the most, the the cheap TV, I flipped back and forth. It was tough for me to see the difference. I measured a difference, um, but you know, in terms of the naked eye, tough to tell. But with the inaccurate picture modes, uh, standard, um, you know, a bright one was called, there's picture mode names are all over the place. It was a lot more obvious. So, as you can imagine, you know, starting with a picture mode that's less, uh, you know, less good to begin with, less accurate to begin with, uh, the Apple TV's calibration feature, their color balance feature, will have a lot more of an impact. So, and if you are, if you don't happen to have a Apple TV or an iPhone, you know, you're an Android user, you, you know, you want to take advantage of something like this. Like, what advice would you give to folks who are looking to better optimize their TV? So we have a, a big article that runs through uh, a lot of different um, changes, but the easiest thing you can do to make your picture more balanced is to find a, a picture mode called movie or cinema and flip the TV into that mode. And in on almost every TV review, that's the mode that comes closest to that uh, you know uh, industry standard color. 
and it'll often be a little bit dark. You can go in and play around with uh, uh, the brightness control or the backlight control on an LCD, not brightness, but backlight or um, OLED light, depending on uh, what type of television you have. Crank that up a little bit, you know, make it look a little bit brighter or, uh, you know, control your room lighting, whatever. But there's also some TVs that have a, a bright picture mode that's accurate. Uh, Vizio does a good job with its calibrated picture mode, for example, uh, which is intended for brighter rooms and still maintains that color accuracy. Again, these are all over the place, Roger, but changing your picture mode will get you almost all the way there with most TVs and do kind of the same thing that this this Apple, uh, uh, you know, process does. The other thing about the Apple TV process is that, as you can imagine, it only works with an Apple TV. So, you know, it, all your other devices plugged into your television, whether it's a smart TV itself or a game console, a cable box, whatever you have, that's not going to be affected at all. So you're not going to change the color balance on your TV with anything except the Apple TV. Right, right. It doesn't magically fix your TV. Just, I guess Apple is hoping that you'll, you'll live in that Apple TV world all the time and your world will be better for it. Um, no, but that's a good reminder because it doesn't, it's not a a magical fix and and actually getting proper, uh, calibration does take a a bit of work, uh, or at least choosing the right mode. So, yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's a lot easier, you know, it, it, it takes one second to switch to a different picture mode compared to 30 and holding up a phone and having a new phone and, and everything like that. So again, on the, a lot of TVs I measure their, their movie and, and whatever picture modes are, are actually closer to that standard than the Apple TV achieved, uh, on the TVs that I measured. Got it. Well, that's good to know that there's a recourse for some of us who are less technically accurate or technically savvy or lacking in sophisticated calibration equipment. David, thank you for your time. You can check out his story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.